0: Hi everyone, I'm Henna. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Failing Point podcast.
1: I think the most biggest mistake you can do is put your money in the wrong place. And when it's the season, you've invested your money in some some service or product that doesn't sell. And then you just fall. Mm. And that's it. That's the end of it. We had like a goal of growing the business but not really uh, the goal how to get there and uh, it's really important that some of the lessons are learned from this that you have to share. If you cannot agree with your business partner on these, these matters, there will be problems eventually.
2: Failing Point is a podcast about entrepreneurship, about seeing challenges as opportunities and failures as steps to success.
0: With a lineup of inspiring entrepreneurs sharing the hardships of their journeys and the lessons they've learned, we are ready to challenge the status quo of Finnish business culture.
2: We all have a story to tell. Now it's time for Brave Talk.
0: Pasi Liukkonen is a determined entrepreneur whose entrepreneurial journey started from Kauppatori Market Square in Helsinki. Today, he is a successful businessman who is not afraid to follow his dreams. Pasi has faced many struggles and difficulties in his business, like we all have. And about those struggles we talk about in this episode. Listen what Pasi has learned and how he views entrepreneurship.
2: Pasi! We are glad that you are our guest today. You are in a business of souvenirs. Yes. And actually we know that your business is 10 years old now. Congratulations on that.
1: Thank you. Just a few months back, Mm. it was 10 years old, yeah. Souvenirs and all kinds of products in the travel business.
2: So we want to know at first that what do you think about failures in general?
1: Failures are inevitable in business and in life in general. And they're always uh, good learning learning uh, places for you.
2: What have you learned from your failures?
1: I think my entrepreneur career has been uh, failure after failure and learning how to do things and cope with the failures. Um, we used to say, say that uh, we are going Tree upside down, so uh, there's the Finnish translation for it going to Perse puuhun. so uh, that that's feels like almost 10 years has been like that, but uh, it gets fewer and fewer the longer you do it because you made so many mistakes already, so you usually don't make so many same mistakes anymore.
0: If you would have to name one specific mistake that you had in your business what would it be the biggest mistake
1: uh well there's not single one big mistake it's generally that um uh, i tend to hang on on things maybe too long and that's a general big mistake uh, many times
2: what do you mean like what kind of things
1: Uh, well even if i know this is not maybe the best best for me or best for for the, uh, the company or then i still try to fight it and try to try to get it working or i hope it will turn some positive but i think that's the most most biggest mistake i have um, continuously and i try to learn it that i should see quicker what not to do
0: and do some changes yeah yeah, yeah. do some changes Okay, interesting. So tell us how did it all began and how did you become an entrepreneur?
1: Uh, well, entrepreneurship was always something in the back of my mind I would do it. Um, it was because it was an option to do anything almost, in my mind at least. It happened a little bit of like a coincidence because I was working in a company and um, I got a promotion there and I got a permanent deal with the company. And um, But at the same time, I had been um, applying for schools every year because if you don't apply, you don't get uh, welfare benefits yeah, at mm-hmm. the time. So you need to apply. And I really didn't know what to do with my life. I was working there um, and then it was late summer. Uh, I broke up with my relationship for longer relationship with my girlfriend, and I moved back to my parents. That wasn't a really um, optimal situation. So I got a call from the school that there is few places open that uh, some people didn't come for the school, so uh, there's a place for me now. I I was sure I wasn't getting in, so this was a surprise for me, and I just got a few weeks before the promotion, and so I thought to myself that, even though I got the promotion and and so that I will take the school because I can get to the um, apartment with study uh, students uh, away from my home and, and then I went there a um, few years in business school I I noticed that this is something I really like and it's interesting for me and. Um, why did I apply there? It was uh, I applied there because I thought that business is something that every company do does. Yeah. So every kind of company needs business people. So bachelor degree in business is like chair or degree, you can do anything. So that's why I applied there. And when I got there, I noticed it's something for me, definitely. And one year I was there, I noticed, uh, I was thinking all kinds of business ideas and, and contemplating what to do and I talked to my classmates, if we should start something. And then I <clears throat> met um, in my dorm, um, there was a guy who who had a business before and I started talking to him and I learned uh, from him that he was looking for someone to expand the business. Okay. So we started the business and went to the market square to sell our Souvenir products, thirty percent to our new company and seventy percent to his old company. And first summer we went, we were there from the six a.m. to six p.m. every morning. Yeah, yeah, long days. And every morning we came came there in this um, lottery. What place you can get there? It was a good place or not? Good place, it depends on the day. Really? Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. For the people who don't get like a regular place there. And you don't get those places. Only we were on the line for one of them in six years. Then we got to the other lottery and we didn't get the place, so then we just quit that. But that was the first summer on the Calpatory Market Square, and after that we just took the experience and a few Few euros we got from there and, and went to the bank to get some loan and designed the products. I didn't have any design background. Um, I went to the YouTube and internet to see how do you make things with the graphic programs. So you
0: basically learn by yourself. Yeah, and those things. yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: so I could make the designs myself because we didn't have any money for them <clears throat> any designer or anything so and we tried to ask for uh, if anybody knew somebody that could help us but we made the sale ourselves and and, and then the first winter we ordered the products from China uh, we didn't have money to go to China so we contacted them from Alibaba and such sites and talk with them and hope that they didn't send us rocks in the boat. So, mm-hmm. And that's how it started.
0: Yeah. Well, when you look back at those days on the market, what was the most challenging thing and what was the best thing to become an entrepreneur?
1: Well, challenging was, of course, the money. I was on the student money, what they give in, in Finland. and. Um, we didn't get any any money for living. And
0: funding
1: or anything like that. No, no, we didn't get even the, um, the start startup m- money. startup money because yeah. I was a student. I, I was getting student benefits, so so yeah. everything went for living, and I I b- borrowed some money also. And uh, that was maybe the challenging, challenging. And I got also some comments from my girlfriend at the time that uh, maybe I should get some real job. <laughs> yeah, we all
0: hear that. Yeah, uh, uh, yet. Yes, yeah. We do. Like, yeah. yeah. But what, what was the, the best thing when you were young, starting entrepreneur? What was the best thing?
1: Well, the best thing was you were doing something your own. Mm-hmm. You, were the, you had, had the freedom and uh, nobody was telling you what to do. You could do, if you decided this was a good thing, you could try it then. So that uh, freedom
2: is the best thing.
1: And it's always been in the entrepreneurship. It's the best thing, I think. Mm
2: -hmm. And I stuck up with the thing that you said that you, you, it it was always back on your mind that you would like to be an entrepreneur because it was the same with me. I, I think I started my first company because I wanted to be an entrepreneur so much. Even though that's field that I was working in was not necessarily my thing, but I wanted to be entrepreneur so much that I, I, I wanted to start something. And I, when I got the chance, I followed it.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, the souvenirs and the souvenir business is really not something people chase after. It's not like a mm. sexy business, but it just was an opportunity and I took it. Mm. Uh, I was contemplating on ideas of marketing and so on mm. when I was talking with my uh, co-students but when we studied uh, souvenir business it was a good because there was old companies that was weren't really renewing their products or anything so it was really a good place to challenge yes, them. yes you
2: saw a good opportunity yeah I that whole area of yeah, that business. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's one characteristics of mine that um, I'm a little bit opportunistic. If I see opportunity somewhere, it's hard for me to pass it.
0: But I think that is very bold mission to start something like that. Yeah, I think.
2: It but is because uh, your business is not like simple or easy at all. You have to concentrate on so many things while you're doing this business, so...
1: Yeah, I've, I've been doing it for 10 years now, so I'm really getting hang of it finally. But uh, it has been, as I said, many mistakes after many mistakes mm-hmm. and doing different things and um, talking about the mistakes I, um, that I tend to hang too long with some things. And that what what was maybe one with the business partner I had because um, it was a really good learning experience from the few years, but after after like three, four years, it started to, started to be the situation that um, it wouldn't last. So we shouldn't maybe end before that we it ended, but we ended on good terms anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you basically had this dilemma with your partner that you weren't a good match or something like
1: that. Yeah, it was like. Um, we wanted to grow the company always in a little bit different directions. And then we had our heads together and uh, then it was a compromise and it wasn't always good for the company to compromise. And uh, always uh, it started to show when there were more people coming in the company and they saw it.
0: Yeah, you had employees and yeah they, they recognize yeah. that something is isn't quite right
1: yeah yeah and uh then it was started to getting dead, um hard the thing that it was easy when it was two of us because we could just yeah, iron it out together but when there was more people coming to the company it it's changed harder
2: um at what point did you start to get employees like After how many years of doing
1: it? I think it was after three years, first employee and it came for. we were talking about that we needed somebody to do some some sales and uh, the employee that came us asked from us if he could come and um, see and maybe do something for us because he was losing his other job because of um, uh, company purchase. So it kind of Falled on our lap And he was a good employee He was uh, I think three years With us And then he wanted To change something Go to study And like Do something else But now I heard uh, That he came back For our competitor Just last year Okay So he came back To the business Yeah Uh,
0: What kind of Problems did you see In your employees Because you said that They started to Recognize that something wasn't quite right. How did that came up with the employees you had?
1: Um, there started to be um, different kind of arguments on the direction of the company on many fields, and uh, the arguments uh, didn't always include me, but I was always in the middle of the arguments, uh, sometimes to try to think of the, my business partner's side or the employee's side on the things and uh, the first employee came to my help uh, when I was handling the sales and the second employee came to my business partner's help and there was also places when I needed to go on their field uh, what they were doing because we had our own roles and it was uh, always when new people that have uh, opinions and, and goals and so on and they want to, when they come to a new company, they want to express them. But if you have a set way of doing things, you get some kind of um, conflict there. So I was in the middle of those um, ideological fights or, or always in between these.
0: It sounds like a very tiring period of time.
1: Yeah, it was because I didn't have anybody to share with because uh, I used to share everything with my business partner, but when it came like um, uh, we were on a different opinion of some matter, I was uh, with uh, our new employee with some ideas and he thought that um, he's alone there and then maybe I was some some idea with my business partner and uh, and then the employees of course was, was not not. So it was... a hard mix and i i try to be i have always been a really diplomatic person so i try to see the different ways of thinking and try to see and hear everybody's opinion Uh, but sometimes it's um hard if people are really different or
0: Mm. Find, find the common ground
1: find the common ground yeah yeah and um It might be because our employees that came to the company were um, also really ambitious, so they came to the mix of our own ideas of the business partners having a little bit different ideas already. So it just it developed the fundamental problem we had that we didn't have the common goal. You
2: said that you didn't have a common goal. So is that something that you have learned during these years that the Goal is important.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because um, we had uh, like a goal of growing the business, but not really uh, the goal how to get there. And uh, it's really important that some of the lessons I learned from this that you have to share your goal, uh, and you have to check it periodically throughout when you're going to shoot that goal and you have to agree. If you don't if you cannot agree with your business partner on these these matters, there will be problems eventually.
0: Would so. you agree that it's also important to agree on compromises on certain level that if your business partner wants to compromise on something and you don't, there's a dilemma there.
1: Yeah, yeah. You have to with with compromises, you have to get out of each one, each side winning the compromise. If somebody always uh, ben- benefits and somebody loses the compromise, it's it's not working. You have it's like every negotiation or deal. You have to both of you. You have your own goals. You can lower them, but you have to always both sides feel like they are winning the, the deal. So it's the same same time in these compromises that. Um, both parties accept the deal and and go on.
2: So now you um, own the whole business?
1: Yes, I bought my business partner uh, now three years ago.
2: Mm. So what do you think, what makes a good leader?
1: Well, you have to always listen to people, and you have to appreciate their opinions, even if they are not (laughs) correct or they are stupid in your mind. But you have to always listen and appreciate them because you get to the point that people start telling any any of their ideas or any any thoughts they have if you always put them down or or say this is not a good idea or, no, that's or true. they just stop it and then you don't get any ideas and that's a bad situation
0: So. You think that it's uh, important to create an open environment where everyone can tell yeah. their opinions and share their.
1: Everybody should uh, have their say, and everybody should, especially on the, on the field they're working on their role, they should have because they are the best uh, experts in there. Even even though even though you as a leader of the company you have uh, the knowledge of all the different fields and you have to. Make compromises sometimes, and sometimes it hurts somebody, and somebody somebody benefits from it. But it's always trying to do things benefit of the company, so it benefits everybody in the company. Mm-hmm. But you have to listen and, and learn what they are telling you, the employees.
2: Mm. So you are you are the one who make makes the final decisions, but you always listen to your employees first.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always make the final decision but i always always listen first my employees and i 90 of them i go with what they're suggesting so i i i listen and i i if it sounds good for me so then we can try it, it go with it
2: and you you also take the response of it even though the decision would be wrong like i i have a huge respect to leaders that have or, or business owners that have employees because at the same time you have to listen to them you have to do the decisions based on they what, what they think and then if it fails you have to be the one who takes the responsibility of it
1: yes so. yes I'm always responsible even though somebody else makes makes it I just asked if it fails I want to know why it failed so we can learn from it but I always take the responsibility still I don't go and yell people why they did something at least I try not to I can go there and ask and, and be strict about it but I don't go there and yell and complain for why did you do this or why did because nobody makes mistake on purpose
2: Mm. yes being an entrepreneur it takes a whole lot of um, self-growth all the time Mm.
1: yeah it taught you a lot about yourself also in the journey of entrepreneurship
0: well Pasi do you think that in Finland companies tend to blame the mistakes that employees do
1: uh, well, my experience is um, there is there is problem of mid-level buses that get promoted because they have been long into company or something like that and they're not fit to lead mm. and this happens a lot in many places of work. That's my experience for the matter and it's logical that this would happen. People tend to want to be right, and when they're wrong, they don't want to admit it. Mm-hmm. And admitting you're wrong is the core courting in this this situation. If everybody can say just, I made a mistake, that, that's okay.
2: You are listening to the Failing Point podcast. Please enjoy this word from our sponsor, My Sauna.
1: My Sauna provides excellent spaces for companies and private persons to arrange a meeting, negotiation, parties or relaxation. If you're looking for a high-quality space for a specific event for your need in a capital area of Helsinki, go to the website mysono.fi and explore more.
0: Let's talk about more about your business because it's uh, season-based. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, good.
0: So um, we are all interested to hear what kind of challenges does that kind of business have?
1: Um, the season-based business have a few core challenges because you get most of the earnings comes in the few months in the winter and the summer. And uh, you need to build your company so... For example, salespeople get paid every month so much that they can manage, and not that they will make a lot of money when it's the season time and few few euros in when it's not because they want COVID. So and also it's a hard for your um, for your cash flow because you need to invest uh, your cash for the products for the next season. Uh, so much before, and you need to know what you get. If something that is selling really well sells out, you lose a lot of money. And if you buy something that didn't don't sell well, then that will be stuck with you many years. So you need to plan it, and you need to be ready, and and you need to put your money like a half year before to the products, and hope everything goes well. And the season can make it or break it every time.
0: What do you think it's the most typical mistake that entrepreneurs do in that kind of business?
1: Uh, well, I think the most biggest mistake you can do is put your money in the wrong place. And when it's the season, you've invested your money in some some service or product that doesn't sell and then you just fall. Mm -hmm. And that's it, that's the end of it. Mm. And it depends of course on the business. But um, there is, um, like in the tourist business, there is lots of places that are only open in the winter time and then summertime they have to do something else. And also it it means the employees have to do something else. So it needs planning Mm. because you need to live all the year, not just the winter.
0: Well, if you have business like that, what are, in your opinion, keys to success, other than planning?
1: Well, planning includes scheduling, and you need to keep your schedules because if you are late, even just for a few weeks, you will suffer. Uh, We have had uh, this mistake we have made a few times that our suppliers are late, Uh, maybe the boat is late, there's some kind of um, harbor strike or something, something unexpected comes. And then your goods is later, you have a container coming full of products and it's it will be late two or three weeks mm-hmm. and the season has already begun. There's tourists and they want to buy the products and they don't have, uh, everybody hurts. So you have to schedule it like you can expect these delays come. But of course you cannot take them like uh, two months before because mm-hmm. then the, the products will just sit on your warehouse and do nothing and you have all the money invested in them so so what's the right amount of not to have any delays and and, and not to stitch up products in your warehouse too long also we have to notice if somebody some some product is selling really well um it's going to be out of stock then we have to order it fast maybe take it uh, faster like an airplane or something Because we order from globally. So it comes from like in China or Turkey or Mm -hmm. somewhere. So we need to check that there is always the products in the warehouse. And if something is going out of stocks, you need to get it fast.
0: Uh, It sounds very challenging business to be in.
1: Yeah, yeah. We have to challenge a lot of um, logistic issues. uh, Lots of uh, financial issues because of this. Matters. We have to plan a lot for the year, mm. and, and
0: like you said, many things are not um, like if the ship is late. Like you said, mm. it's not your problem; it's their problem. But it affects to your business.
1: Yeah, our so customers don't really care. Yeah, they care if they need the products, and if we they wanted the products today, and then we say it will be two weeks. The blame is on us. Yeah. They just We can tell them that the boat is late, but that really doesn't make Mm. them any happier. They just say that, why didn't you order it two weeks before or something? We have to have the products when they need it.
2: Yeah, I think that just anybody couldn't do that business that you're doing. Mm.
1: Yeah, we have learned from many mistakes. Mm. (laughs) We try to better ourselves every year and now we are pretty good, I would say. But it has been a lot of mistakes mm. in the years so, so it has been a learning curve and also we have to know what um, changes is coming there because now they're opening the straight railway from China to Finland mm. and that's a new opportunity and something we need to be aware of.
2: Yes, you also have to be aware of what is happening and what is happening with the um, tourists What is happening with the new things. I think it's the same on every
0: business that you follow the trends and Mm. see what competitors do and things like
1: that. Yeah, but one key difference in the tourist business is to know where the tourists are coming from, Mm. from globally. Mm. Because different tourist segments buy different things. For example, we have to uh, be aware of what uh, markets are growing, like China, Chinese people are coming. They are increasing the flights from China and so on. We know there's more more Chinese people coming and we know that uh, Chinese uh, spend more than any other. Also, before there was lots of Russians coming and Russians was a really good customers also in souvenirs, but then the political, political differences came and, and it collapsed and lots of businesses That's went down with that. Yeah. So we, we need to know uh, what type of uh, tourists are coming and, and from where and what they buy.
0: Mm. Do you usually take just like the biggest target groups and focus on that?
1: Business? Uh, well we just try to stick with the general products mm-hmm. mostly. That. Um, um, are like the classics like just like the magnets and so on uh, but also have some some uh, well if you have like a Chinese that are coming more and more have something especially for them and about the Chinese um, specialities there's a uh, few things you need to take care of. for example they like to color red number four is a bad luck number yeah, if you put Products in packs of four, they maybe not buy it. I
0: live on the fourth floor, so <laughs> maybe they don't visit it. Maybe. Yeah,
1: there is buildings that don't have fourth floor or, or And for one interesting fact in traveling China, that there is there is hole in buildings because of uh, the dragons descending from the mountains, so they can fly through mm-hmm. the buildings. They have put it on their architecture Is also. That true? That's true, yeah.
2: Hmm. I want to visit
0: China.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting country.
0: But you, you basically need to know those cultures very well in order to yeah. run the business. Yeah,
1: yeah. We could make a mistake, like pack everything in four and... and, and That's and, it. And, and, yeah. and no Chinese would buy them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we need to know the people are coming and what they buy and... It helps us to to plan the products and sell better.
2: Very interesting. Hmm. Should we speak about competition in Finland? Because you said earlier that um, when you started with this business, there was like older businesses that didn't follow the trends at that time. But how about now? Do you have, this is a small country, do you have a lot of competition going on?
1: now we have we w- woke them up some of them almost died but um we definitely woke them up and we got our head start a few years but they are hanging there at least but um it's a good thing in tourism in finland because it has been growing faster than any other nordic country everybody has won from it
0: So, but we have
1: been growing faster than our competition. So, so it has been clear, uh, Mark, we are doing things right way, Mm -hmm. but there has been, uh, there has been uh, companies coming from other Nordic countries to Finland, challenging us. And we try to learn from them also Mm -hmm. because they have been um, more bigger tourist countries than Finland. So Mm -hmm. there has been a larger companies and more developed companies so there's a lot of things we can learn from them also and maybe someday challenge them on their home turf
0: can we talk about finland as a business country next like how do you see what kind of uh, operating environment does finland provide for entrepreneurs
1: well there's two sides for it in my opinion um in the mental side finland used to be almost like um, entrepreneurship was something bad and uh, entrepreneurs was some kind of um, greedy people and uh, when you would fail, you would lose everything and you would make a suicide and so on, so depressing. Uh, It has started to change, definitely, and um, it's gone better. And People talk more about entrepreneurship and the mental side is getting better, but Mm -hmm. um, the other other side is the political and the legislation side that is lacking changes that we need there's a good neighbor the estonia there like mm-hmm. right next to us uh, and they are making really some good things we should learn from them and um,
0: hey by the way what's the air residency that they have uh, the first of a kind in the world
1: yeah. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. And what is a e-residency?
1: You can apply for uh, electro- electronic uh, residency of Estonia. So um, you can
0: basically do business there, open the bank accounts without going there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You so, can start a business yeah. there and, and you can associate with with the cover government like every other thing. It's like um, ID, mm-hmm. ID mm-hmm. and so on. Yeah. Um, We have been uh, involved in Estonia a long time, uh, more or less. We had a warehouse there and a company uh, taking logistics for us, so it's a a familiar place for me. I know how their business works, more or less, Mm -hmm. and uh, we should get some some real uh, lessons from there to our, our political environment here.
0: So what basically, like what kind of things would you need?
1: Uh, well, for example, the most biggest one is the the one of the biggest um, legislative um, difference is the corporate tax, uh, not the level of it, but when you pay it, mm. because in our business we have to have a large warehouse because of the seasonal business, and that means that we have a large of lots of invested in the warehouse and itself, it's just sitting money there, Mm -hmm. but it adds the value of your company and you have to pay taxes for it, Oh yeah. even though you, it's just sitting there and you're like losing money if you don't sell it. So that's one, one really, really key difference in our field that you don't have to pay for that every year. It's like a cheese slicer, in my opinion, that every year uh, the government takes this slice from your company that could you could use for growing the company, mm-hmm. employing more people, mm-hmm. uh, getting bigger and, and getting more tax money for by that. Yeah,
0: so um, entrepreneurs, they don't have chance to invest in their companies.
1: Yeah, yeah. they, they should have um, incentive to invest in their own company and the growth of it. Mm-hmm. There was uh, this statistics few years back that um, it was like uh, i remember maybe 70 percent of uh, companies that didn't have the ambition to grow they were just happy of what they were doing and that was really shocking for Mm -hmm. me because i was always wanted to grow and do different things Mm -hmm. and 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 try to get better
0: is it because of the regulations
1: i think it's part of it Mm -hmm. if you're not encouraged to grow then then you have to uh Encouragement needs to come from within yourself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come from external sources. So so if you don't have that uh, so burning sensation yeah. of mm-hmm. you need to grow. And so then it's easy to just stay where you are and do what you do. Mm-hmm. But uh, of course, this uh, startup hype is one of these that they just try to grow fast as possible. But mm-hmm. I, I think... Um, just one small percent of the entrepreneurs and the whole business side, mm. even though it's so much in the news and so much in when people talk about it. We are startup that and we are startup those and mm. so on, and, and there's good ideas, lots of money going, but lots of challenges also, especially with people and when you grow fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what kind of problems there could be when growing too fast?
1: I was always wondered that um, if, if companies grow fast and they employ lot of, lots of people how can they cope with the, all the different peoples and uh, how can they get their working environment in good order because even if the small people that comes one in a year or two in a year it's hard but if you employ like 10 people 20 people in a year and you try to manage that uh, it's hard uh you have to have money for just especially people that will check your working environment and and put places on on things you have to have experts for doing it i think or 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 it will fail in a few years because of inner problems
0: i was shocked yesterday when i saw the news because two rounds of now 400 jobs lost probably so a big, very big employer in Finland and now this, so we are hearing those kind of stories everywhere in the Finland at the moment. So entrepreneurs, they create jobs. Uh, the companies offer jobs. Mm-hmm. So this is very troubling to hear.
1: Yeah. Mostly the late, I think maybe 10 years or so, maybe more. The older jobs, new jobs that has arrived in Finland has Come to the small and medium-sized companies, not mm. these huge companies. Mm. That's why also country leaders, politicians should pay more attention to this, and not, does not, the politicians would not so much cater with these big companies with uh, subsidies or or any kind of corporate support money from the government. They should spend that money for the smaller companies and helping maybe like in this situation for her people if they get late, how they would employ themselves. Mm. Maybe start a company and become an entrepreneur. Mm.
0: Many people are afraid of the risks though, being an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, that's something it's uh, easier if you're optimistic always yourself. So you don't be afraid of the risks so much. But, but
2: if you are realistic, <laughs> but if
1: you're realistic, yeah, uh, the risks. If you just try to keep them small, so you don't fail, because you will fail, but not fail fatally. Mm-hmm. So just fail, fail like a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> don't put that the,
2: kind of amount that you can survive.
1: Yeah, yeah. Try new things because you can succeed if you don't try new things. But don't fail too hard when you try new things. Put some, some of it. Mm-hmm. Not all the eggs in the same basket.
0: Mm-hmm. what would be your uh, wishes and greetings for entrepreneurs listening to this podcast
1: um i just want to say that everybody try to be brave in, in entrepreneurship try new things be be brave in them and also don't make too too big mistakes learn from your mistakes and adapt from what did you do wrong there and, and then you can be a better person entrepreneur maybe in your next adventure or on the same if it didn't fail too hard but most of all just be brave and not risk everything on one thing
0: parents is doing great today so we want to hear your future plans and goals for your business and also for yourself as an entrepreneur
1: yeah uh well and there's a lot of them, <laughs> as, I, as I mentioned that, of course, expanding to abroad would be one thing, but it needs more planning, more time and more money. Uh, we have started this year to expand to the promotional business more. We have done it many years now with our current customers in the travel business, but we have launched this new brand of Happy Business that we are um we are making making promotion products for every company because we have all the necessary elements for it and we have good expertise in the products space from packaging to all kinds of different uh, different products. Uh, as everybody knows, the China mm-hmm. is a factory mm-hmm. of the world so we can find pretty much everything from there. And also we have, well, have the uh, large promotional business suppliers from Europe, and, and we have good connections for product wise. And we have a new angle for the old business and we try to take advantage of our expertise from this other field to this similar field but different field.
0: What about yourself, your your future plans as an entrepreneur?
1: My future plans, I have been thinking that maybe I w- could get some more more education I don't know if I have time for it but it would be interesting to develop myself also um, I've been contemplating with the idea of business partners in some new venture or some 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 new things Uh, maybe I don't have I haven't have really a mentor before but I have been thinking of maybe getting one if if I can find one Hmm.
0: yeah Thank you, Bossi. It was a pleasure to have you.
1: Thank you really much. I appreciate this opportunity and in your making really important thing with your podcast. I hope that as mu- many people as possible will hear your podcast. And, Thank and, you. And
2: Thank you. We wish you all the best.
1: Thank you. And for you too also.
2: Thank you for listening to the Failing Point podcast, which airs on Business FM every Monday at 8 p.m. You can also read more about our guests and listen to earlier podcasts at failingpoint.com. And remember, whatever you're trying to achieve out there, keep on grinding and never give up on your dreams.